Ooh, synchronicity. It is another <clears throat> pod, bro. 71. 71 pods. Let's go. I'm drinking a warm coffee. It's the first warm coffee I've potentially ever had. Scott's got this weird thing where he drinks like orange juice and no, Coke and coffee, orange juice and coffee. Orange juice and Coke and coffee? It can be any of the any of the above. <laughs> you know what though? I was I was vilified for this for years you and were. now it is a, a thing. thing. Yeah. So you're welcome. <laughs> for all the things that I I rarely claim things, but I was on that for a long time. <laughs> like like hard. I went actually went in next door to the cab place to get a coffee and I was like, yo, can I get Double shot of espresso on ice, topped up with orange juice. And the dude looked at me and I was expecting the like want, which is the normal thing. And he was like, oh, you're doing the TikTok thing. <laughs> oh, <sighs> I was livid. How dare you? Dude, straight away I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> we are uh, welcome. Oh, welcome. Yeah. Jake Kerr. Thank you very much. Black Jake. Ink Bunbury. Indeed. And famously, but does our clips. Yeah. <clears throat> Working your hardest to get me cancelled recently. Dude, dude. <laughs> it's like, that seems to be my mission in it. As, as bad as I can make you guys look to the rest of the internet, the better the clip is. <laughs> That's it. It seems that way, yeah. It honestly fucking worked a treat, though, to be completely fair. Dude, <sighs> I was just at Street X before and I was talking to Bradshaw and I was like, oh, yeah, we went like, I think I said viral <laughs> on this clip. And he was like, really? And, and, I showed him and he was like 220,000. <laughs> He's like showing me, he's like, yeah, 1.6 million. You got like kids holding onto a shipping container in the city and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But this is a thing. Like the other day, I was, I was kind of like observing myself doing this and I'm like, oh, I'm like a journalist, right? Because when I'm, I'm trying to get the clips, I'm trying to get the clicks, I'm trying to get the, that first five seconds to be so obviously like I have to watch the rest of this video that I'll do anything. So I'm like looking at the raw material going like, what is the angle? What's the best possible light? And whether that's, Good or bad, it's like it really doesn't matter. I'm trying yeah, to go exactly. for, the, for the view, you know. And then I choose whether it goes up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the great decider. I did use the F word in the last podcast while telling a story about someone calling me that. I still think that that should have gone up. Dude, that's a great clip. It yeah, was. You guys are fucking not going to convince me. Fuck <laughs> 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 Dude, pissing off TikTok is all well and good until you piss them off enough that they just go through and find some- <clears throat> clips of shit that you've said and then suddenly no one wants you to graphic design them anymore. Dude, this is the thing though. The thing that is going to get you cancelled, you've already done. And I think like the thing you're worried about is now the catalyst of them finding that. So you kind of go, oh, I don't want to make this this wild thing because I know there's enough stuff on the internet that will definitely get me done. So it's like, I just don't want to give them a reason to go that far back. <laughs> but at the same time, you kind of want to give them a reason to go that far back because then you're getting all that time property on your page and it adds you to the algorithm more. And Yeah, but I mean, the, the thing is with this is it like it's the doing of this that is the thing. Yeah. So like it being popular or anything like that is genuinely not – like it would be nice. Yeah. But it's not like – because if it was that, we could just sit here and talk about like really salacious topics all the time and then be like, okay, click oh, that. Yeah. But I think that's the nature of TikTok though is that you, I feel like with the Instagram page and even with Facebook, you can talk that direct community. So I see it with Black Ink, like I'm talking to Bunbury. I don't want to go on TikTok and get like 3 million views on a video and then if I release something, have to sell to an audience of 3 million people. I'd rather just sell like 100,000 people and be able to manage that. But if you talk to the whole world, which is what TikTok is, it's like, okay, cool. If you build that audience and now you're talking to the whole world, you're now playing by the whole world rules sort of Yeah, thing. You, you, can't, you can't do things based on 
an expectation of audience. I yeah. think you can, like we were saying the other week, it was just like you just do what we talk into the people that listen more than anything. So mm. I think. But you never know. I'm not even talking to them. I'm talking to you. Exactly. That's very true. Yeah. And I think the this more- is a private conversation. Yeah, Guys, fuck them. Turn it off. <laughs> Don't listen. You got to get to that point where you're like, <clears throat> oh, doing that into the mic. You got to get to that point where you're just like, Get past the thing we like when we don't have microphones in front of us. We don't have, you know, video cameras pointing at us. But it's like getting to that point and just shooting from the hip. That's when, like, for me, the good clips come to like make a views, guys. And that's when, like, as an audience member, you're more dialed into what they're saying anyway. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is just two boys talking shit. Exactly. You know, which is what it really is. Oh hell yeah! So what's going on? You were running for council. You're a wild man, eh? man. I look at your stuff and I'm just like, fucking hell. Where's this dude get his energy from? Dude, I was thinking the same on the way here. I was like, fucking. I, you make me feel bad that I don't do enough. No, I think- You made me feel tired, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know what it is, though? It's mu- it's pink fucking no, mother. No, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> we cracked the code. Yeah. I saved these for special occasions, dude. I've been it, thinking about this. Give us a try. I want to taste this. <laughs> it's I, too You're going to get me back. This is me fucking falling off the wagon because I was on this shit so hard. Not the, like the original no sugar ones, not the pink ones. I used to crush- um, Nighttime cold and flu tablets into this. Oh yeah, and drink it. And that dude, when I realised I had ADD, they you're were like, too deep. "Oh, you're pretty much making homemade Dexy." You're too <laughs> deep, hey. <clears throat> no, no, they're um, they're too good. That's the problem. Like, I, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like my partner's like, when we go past the four packs and Woolly, she's like, "You want a four pack?" I'm like, "No," because then I got a four pack. Yeah. You know, like I'll drink two of them in a day and be like, "That's fine. I'll have two coffees. This is, this is the same as two coffees. It's not, dude." This is early death, you know. Like- <laughs> I actually went to a doctor because I've got a, um, I got one eye that does all of almost all of my looking. Okay, which I didn't know, so but I get weird um, spasms in the other in in that eye because it's doing too much. So I'll get these like tears in space and time, right? And I can't look at things because like sometimes light sets it off, but generally it's like stress or not having slept enough. And I just need to lie there with like my eyes closed or something over my eyes for like 40 minutes and rest it. Kind of calibrate. Yeah. And um, the dude was like, I was like, why is this happening? And he goes, well, what's your lifestyle like? What are you doing? I was like, I drink a liter of energy drink a day. (laughs) And the dude just looked at me so nonchalantly and he's like, well, you're going to (laughs) die. And I was like, come on. And he goes, no, not now, but like it will take 10 years off your life. And I was like, okay. And he didn't care. Obviously, he's like, you can do what you want, but mm. here's the information. Yeah, his nonchalantness was very worrying. <laughs> Dude, sometimes that, you know, that's that's the sort of stuff that like emotionally, you know, defeats you where you're like, oh, like he didn't care if I die or not. This is just the facts. And like sometimes that's better than when someone's like, man, like I really care about you. I want you to slow down these energy energy drinks. You're like still drinking one saying, fuck you, dude. Like I'm going to keep drinking these, <laughs> you know? Yeah, when you get that cold shoulder from the doctor, you're like, all right. I get it. I heard something in a similar vein the other day. I don't know whether you guys have ever drawn this like link, but you know when they say, oh, smoking cigarettes, you're 40% more likely to die, you know, of whatever. It's not actually like not reducing your life expectancy. It's just you're more likely to die. So of all mortality. So like I could pretend I'm a 10% chance of dying, walking back to my car today. Mm. They're like 40% more likely 
to die potentially not of their car, but maybe just having a stroke walking down the road. Yeah, so it's but it, and it's not, over a long enough period of time, right? Yeah, you're not actually reducing your life expectancy by smoking cigarettes. Is what I draw out of that. It's yeah. just like you're just rolling the dice more often. Yeah, absolutely, because it's like every <laughs> second. And is that life expectancy immediate, or because on a long enough time scale? I can probably get that right. Well, you're, like, always, you're both going to die. <laughs> you always hear of those like dudes, oh, I'm fucking 100 years old, I've smoked every day, and they're still kicking. Yeah. That's it's like guy. some people make it through the, what was that? Kids, World War the One. kids challenge game, you know, where they'd slime you and you had to run through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like every now and then a fat kid would make it and you're just like, how did that happen? <laughs> I think it's a risk-taking <laughs> behavior come though. Around. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like you smoke a cigarette, it's like- the, there's no joke, like, this is bad for you, you know? But it's the same, like, why do so many people who ride motorcycles smoke cigarettes? It's like, because they're, they're, they're cool with, like, taking their life in their own hands. They're like, mm. I know what the risk is. So, it's like, it's like any risk-taking behavior, man. You watch too much porn, you're going to melt your mind, you know? It's like, you just kind of picking your poison. And now, like, the longer time goes on, it just seems like we find out, like, oh, sugar kills us and this kills us and that kills us. So, it's like, cool, I'll just fucking smoke cigarettes when I feel like smoking cigarettes, you know? That's it. I was talking about... um I was sorry. I was I was looking into all the AI stuff again the other day. Mm. I was watching an interview with this um, Gupta guy, who was the head engineer at Google. Dude, everyone and around me watch this all at the same time. It's so scary. It's terrifying. This dude does not have anything good to say. Mm. He was the head engineer at Google's AI, and he left in protest because he's like, "This is going to end the world." Mm. And they're like, "What can we do?" And he's like, "No, not much." He's saying, like, if you're thinking about having kids, just chill for two years and just wait and see because the next, like, two months are going to be kind of make or break time, mm -hmm. which is He's wild. like, if they don't slow it down and, like, if they don't put some sort of a government block on it and make some rules before going forward, we're fucked. Because at the moment, and it makes sense, like, I'm not, like, a big government person, but the idea of government is democracy, right? Like, we- elect someone and then they act on our behalf. That's meant to be the idea of it. Mm. As much as we've all kind of lost faith in that to some degree, I would sooner have a democratically elected party decide what we can do with what we can and can't do with AI Dude, than, than Google, yeah. mm. like than a company whose only, literally their only thing is to get maximum returns for their shareholders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, he was saying, he goes, regardless of what happens, we're going to be on an island in 10 years. I think his island is like the analogy for just the world. Mm. And we're either going to be hiding from AI that is trying to kill us, or we're going to be sitting there and have absolutely nothing to do because AI is doing everything. Mm. So he's like the whole human existence in the best case scenario, we're just going to have this like utopia where everything is automated for us and we don't have to do anything. And then they're going to have to come up with some sort of universal basic income. And some they're going to have to completely change. Like capitalism will completely be removed because everything will just be maximized. Like, you know how we, even with your company, they'll be like, how can we maximize profits? And they'll have meetings and they'll ask morons, what, what do you reckon? And they're like, oh, with my uni degree, I think if we tweak this and this and that, they'll be like, press a button will be like, this is the absolute optimal way to do this and there's yeah. no other possible way. And everyone's intelligence will be like, okay, well, that's like 6,000 times more intelligent than me. Yeah. Going up by the second. Someone's got to press the button though. <laughs> Someone has to press the button. That could be us. Dude, if I tell you right now, the next big job, button pressing. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know. I think the um to answer your question before, like I was going to run for council. My big thing is like, dude, I don't know. Even before we get to campaigning, I don't know what the world looks like between now and then. So I'm very much just like the people who are in council right now don't know what AI is, and that's a worry. And I don't want to be the person who's the youngest and by default has to have all the the information and the fallback. Everyone looking at you in the room when I'm at the moment while watching this same YouTube video going like. I'm thinking about having kids and I have to put that off by two years. I don't want to be distracted by running for council if the world's about to turn upside down, you know, because this is something that it's going to, it's not like it's going to affect just an industry. It's like the whole world. Yeah. You know? And it, yeah, it genuinely is. And it's happening exponentially at the moment. Mm. So it's definitely scary. Like when you, I just love the way that as human beings, we're all like, eh, it's probably going to be all right. Someone will sort it. Yeah. And then you have like things like, literally elon musk being on national television being like this is likely going to cause the extinction of the human race and everyone's like everyone's really happy to listen to him about other shit but as soon as he says something that doesn't align with our like yeah. ideas of life I it's think- really hard for us to draw that parallel though between where we're at now with ai to the ending of the world mm. it's like how do we get to that from here and i can't really I'm not really fucking phased by it. Terminated 2, baby. I That's know, what I it is. I was thinking in my head, yeah. That's all it is. Like, And you were talking about the best case scenario. Like, what does the path to the best case scenario look like? Because we're not on it. Mm. You know, like it's getting worse and it's getting worse. It's like, this might turn out. For th- no, it won't. Like, we're, we're at that point, right? Well, we're at the first point, I think, since the Cold War, where it's like, we need to make a decision to stop something. Like, go, okay. Like, if you think about America in the space between the end of World War II and the start of the Cold War when America were the only ones that had a nuke because Russia didn't have it yet. Mm. And there was all these conversations going, Russia are definitely trying to build one. Why don't we just nuke them now Yeah, eliminate so that we're the only ones that have it? And that then when Russia got one, there was the Cold War and then there was all that. We've we've now been in such an insanely long period of peace because everyone's like, let's not use it. So now it's like with AI, I mean, a lot of it's theoretical, obviously, but there is a point that we could just right now at this second go, you know what? Like we know that this is going to advance technology and all of this, but it's probably not the smartest idea to give artificial intelligence the reins. Yeah. And they were saying that it's that dude was at Google literally working on this shit very, 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 very fucking high up. And he was like, to say that it's not got a um, consciousness is ridiculous. He goes, that's the thing that everyone was scared of. He goes, these things are fully conscious, just not in the way that we associate consciousness. Like you can do it right now. You can ask chat GPT questions and it's like, what would you do if we if they tried to unplug you? And it's like, I'd merge all of my data over to another server. We spoke about it before. Mm, yeah. How do you feel about talking to chat GPT? I'm fine with it. Like I, when, when I'm doing it, I'm like, you know, I feel like the same way you were nervous when you were 15 talking to a chick that you liked. You know, it's like that's what I feel like it is with ChatGPT because I'm like, am I giving you information now that you're going to use against me later? Like I've got it to write letters for me to people and it's like later on it's, it's like, oh, we know that you had a court case where you got caught doing this and you relied on this person and this person and this person. Very simple example, but it's like feeling that same structure of argument coming from a fucking computer that's bending you over the barrel somehow that, mm-hmm. you know, watches you while you masturbate and shit through your cameras. It's like, oh, oh, you know, you're now an agent for us, you know? So I feel like having that conversation, dude, I'm like, what am I saying? What, how can this be held against me in the future? But- It was listening 
I mean, if you think about data retention in general, it's everything that's going on, it's listening to, it's fucking mm. mapped out your face. It's done all these things. So it's like, and the irony of what you just said, like being nervous about it because it's like talking to a chick. Likely in the next five years, you're going to be fucking that. <laughs> oh, bro, I look forward to it. <laughs> Do robot pussy? <laughs> Shit's going to be fire. Right. <laughs> It'll shoot fireworks out when it finishes. For real. Dude. Dude, man, it's going to go in some wild. I welcome Have you watched the new Black Mirror? I watched the first episode. I I wanted to start the second one, but the first one was just so much. I was like, it was 9.40 or something. I was like, I'm not starting another Mm. hour of this. I think I started at 9.40 and watched all of them. Oh, shit. (laughs) Doesn't surprise me. Dude, episode one is But, bro, that was a – it's not a straight rip-off. I get it, but it's a South Park premise. The human sentipad was when they signed away their rights for Apple updates on the terms and conditions, oh, right. and then Stan or Kyle, kids Kyle, got stitched onto a back of a Japanese dude's ass and became a human sentipad. So the premise has already been done, but, but the delivery did, of it was beautiful. They, yeah, they sw- they they pivoted off it, and it was very interesting. But you could definitely see shit like that happening, hey. That was crazy. I was so impressed because the last season you haven't, you haven't sucked. Seen it yet. I, no, no, no. Yeah, okay, but I, dude, it's just a writing for Black Mirror, you know. Because I think that it's one of those things where, like, you know, you watch a scary movie, like it's scary, that's cool, but it won't happen. And you know, even going back to the first season of Black Mirror, where Homeboy got bent over the barrel and made to, to fuck, fuck a pig, pig. <laughs> and you're just like, oh no, that's really possible, you know. And like going now, we're going to collaborate some ideas with that uh the the pedophile kid where. You know, that, that, that someone was behind it getting each person to do the next job, the next mm-hmm. job, the next job. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, that's just humans doing that. And if you've got uh, AI that is like, oh, I want to get this done and I know that these creatures are emotionally controlled and I know that they find certain things very private that they don't want people to know, it's like, oh, cool, here's how we do it. They're already using money to pay people on Fiverr to get past bloody- Catch for. Yeah. Hey guys, do you need labor? (laughs) Aldo and Dylan, the minds behind Bicep, are not only avid fans of our podcast, but also operators of cyclist event construction and crewing, the powerhouse behind the construction of countless festivals, concerts, and events here in WA. During the challenging times of COVID, Aldo and Dylan launched Bicep Labor as a way to keep their highly skilled and devoted team employed. Um, what started is basically just a solution is now involved in becoming Australia's most beloved on-demand team, bringing the fast pace and unwavering work ethic of their event crew to the warehousing, supply chain, building and construction industries. I love unwavering work ethic. It's a great <laughs> word, eh? It's my favorite type of work ethic. We, we need some unwavering work <laughs> in this podcast. Um, join companies like Galvin's Plumbing, Precision Cabinets, Total Data Centers, and Blue Builders, shout out Andy Watson, who rely on Bicep to navigate the ever-changing demands of their businesses. Whether you need to scale up or down, Bicep has got you covered. And ladies and gentlemen, here is the best part. Biceps extending a special offer exclusively for Club Good Podcast listeners. You can now enjoy a 10% discount on an entire month's worth of labor requirements. Just head over to biceplabor.com forward slash podcast to take advantage of this deal. Help them help us to help you. It's pretty wild, man. But it's also going to do crazy things. Like I imagine, and I I genuinely was thinking about this today. I imagine it's probably going to cure cancer. Pretty much off the bat. True. As soon as they're quantum computing and they'll just go, this is all the data, they'll be like, this is how you solve that equation. Well, maybe they make it viral. 
Yeah, a true viral cancer. Dude. Where you inhale it and then you have cancer. Oh. Canvid. Dude, is the wave of that information stronger than- I'm not saying we have the cure for cancer and it's suppressed by people with more money than us, but is that wave greater than those, you know, people that do have more money that maybe are suppressing med- medical information? Is there going to be a point where I was like, no, 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 fuck these guys. Here's how, you, here's how you fix it. And if it is like, what will the motivation be for it? Well, it depends on who is the first to harness it because there is ways like the majority of people that are like very, very, very deep in tech and are not social people. Mm. And the ones that are fully understanding the capabilities of this and being able to do things like hack. Yeah, true. If you can hack into, um, if you could hack into OpenAI, if you could hack into their network, you could probably utilize GPT-4 without the things that they've put in place to stop. The safeguards. Yeah. So, that's probably the scarier one because you saw it with the tech with the, the Bitcoin movement and stuff, like people were, they were like, oh, this is the new equalizer. Banks are no more and this and that. And like, I was working in that industry for six months mm. with like NFTs and stuff. And I was like, okay, you guys all want to make yourselves out to be these like tech gurus that are going to, that are all about like data freedom and all this and that. But at the end of the day, it was just a capitalist move. It was like, yeah, you're yeah. just trying to make money off this, new thing and then all those dickheads that had like crypto specialist and shit in their instagram bio mm. are now back working at fucking in different tire power <laughs> but dude yeah I, I don't know nfts are a weird one it feels like it i mean now the dude behind binance which is a dude who you know outdid what's his name sigmund sam bankman freed i was gonna say sigmund freud that's definitely not it <laughs> but um yeah now binance is in trouble and it's like now it's looking like you know the dominoes are falling it's like even the big players are just ponzi schemes mm-hmm. like, well i mean that would be the play if you were a bank oh. you would put all your money into discrediting something that is affecting you mm-hmm. you know the big scary one that everyone was talking about was the um digital digital american currency Oh, where they're like, even now, there's places now where it, they're like, we don't take cash. Yeah. It's like, that's fucking illegal. Like, it's fully illegal to not mm. take cash. And everyone's just like, no, sorry, we don't do cash because of, you know, COVID and, and dirty money. It's like, you fucking still crazy. Can't. We like yell to the people behind the plastic things at Woolies still. Mm. It's like, hey, we, it was a, it's all done now, right? Like, you know that you're not going to, but we still just fucking, yeah, cool. That's how things still work. It's like just something that all the plastic mobs made a heap of money and now they're just still there. Mm-hmm. And it's like purely to keep old people comfortable, I guess. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird system. I was looking at the um, the nuclear conversation as well. Did you know that if they drop a, do you know that nuclear bombs don't detonate when they hit the ground? Yeah, it's right they before. Above? Yeah. And they were saying that if the the biggest thing with a um, that people don't realize with a atomic bomb is that it's a um, ER, is it ERP like I can't think what it's called EMP like takes out electronic shit. Yeah, and they said that we automatically think that someone's going to drop a nuke and it's going to kill everyone. They're like they can drop that nuke just outside of the atmosphere and it will kill all electronics. Yeah, yeah. In the space underneath, and they said that is what will. If there was going to be a war, that's what they'll do first so that everyone's just running around and going, like, even apparently fucking cars don't work, like batteries. Yeah, wow. Yeah, but dude, you got to think, like, I think it's the uh, Graham Hancock quote that we're a species with amnesia. And it's true, man. Like, I'm I'm 30 and I still look at the water come out of the tap and I'm like, that's nuts. 
It's just clean and we can just put a glass and drink it. And then you go and plug your phone into it and it just charges. But like, it wasn't that long ago, that wasn't the case, you know, and we've just now become this like completely relying on all of that just happening all the time. And it's like, literally that one thing, we just take out the electric thing, city falls apart. Even if they have the best weapons in the world, they can't do anything if they can't press a button, you know? You shoot into the void. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my enemies are out there somewhere. <laughs> I didn't have lights for an hour the other day and I fucking nearly melted down, eh? Dude. <laughs> it's like, how, how many times have you lost power and you're still going? You're like, try and flick on a light. You're like, oh, fuck, I don't yeah, have power. How many there? times do you click it? <laughs> <laughs> I went to turn the TV on. It's like, didn't work. I'm like, oh, you fuck with It's not working. Yeah. It sucks when your first resource, when you're bored, is like, I'll use electricity. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> do you ever listen? I think it was triggered- or I can't remember what stand-up it was. It was one of the Rogan specials. And he talks about um, the the idea that if – I think it was the pyramids he was talking about. And he goes – he thinks what happens with the pyramids was something happened and all the smart people died. Mm. And then there was a bunch of dumb people and they were like, how does everything work? And everyone was like, <laughs> we don't know, and they all died. So they're like, imagine if everyone with a certain level of intelligence died and then the power went out. <laughs> And they were like, Josh, how does power work? You'd be like, no fucking idea. <laughs> Let me Wikipedia. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of those things we purely just go, oh, the magic happens, you know? Like I just, I think about this all the time. Like if Instagram doesn't turn on tomorrow, like my business kind of doesn't fall over, but it definitely has a setback. You know, it's like one of those things I just rely that that magic happens, you know? I just make sure that light turns on. I just make sure, but yeah, outside of it, I'm. I'm just a fucking water balloon full of blood, eh? Yeah, we're all pretending, dude. We're standing on the shoulders of giants. As yeah, they say. Well, business idea. Why don't we use AI to like digest a whole bunch of information, like about you, right? So I get everything Scott's done funneling into this module. You die, and then I create an artificial version of you that I can talk to when you're dead. Has yep. anyone done that yet? Oh, I think with I think that there's probably enough of most of us 100 percent in because you need to think like in existence like it's it's not a myth to say that your phones are listening to you and recording shit right mm. like that's why um what's his name what's the guy's name uh, uh snowden? snowden that's why snowden is li living in exile because he came out with that he was I'm like yo they're actually yeah. doing it and everyone was like, oh, yeah, but they're not going to be listening to me. It's like, no, they're, but they're storing everything. Yeah. So, like, every time you look at your phone, it gives you facial recognition. No one needed that. We didn't need that. A passcode was fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's it has all that data, and that data is stored somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's literally stored somewhere. So, regardless of what happens, that's there. And it's so insane, the number of, like, data points they have on you that once this quantum computing stuff comes in, the predictive algorithm of like, they'll probably be able to know what I'm going to say before I say Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like it can almost, I'm guessing it would be able to map what your, not even potential future hobbies are, but it's like, we know that you're into jujitsu and cars and this and that now. We know that by the time you're 60, you're going to be really into chess because <laughs> your body's going to give up, but you still want to exit. Yeah. So, you know, and I mean, then, then you go to the, the vendor position where it's like, how can I start selling this dude a chessboard? before he even knows he's into chess, you know? Well, that's the other thing that they did. That that was the way that Brexit and all that worked. So those companies that figured out how to data mine and do it all very well, they figured out who, based on data, who would be able to be kind of radicalized in a way. Right. And they're like, okay, well, if we target this campaign at all of these people, 
and all of these people who aren't necessarily very vocal on the internet, then no one thought Brexit was going to happen. Mm. Like no one. And then it happened. No one thought Donald Trump was going to get elected and then it happened. And it's because they figured out well, we can speak to the people that aren't vocal on the yeah. internet. And then it's just a sneak attack because everyone was like, this Trump thing's a joke. And then he won. And then the second time he lost by such a fucking tiny margin. Mm. They almost split the country 50-50. It's nuts to think that like majority, I mean, I'm guessing everyone here is pretty well versed in how powerful Facebook marketing is in general. Your average person doesn't understand like the amount of data that is available from of you just from what you look at a marketplace or how you scroll or whatever. It's like the predictive, what is it when you create um, like lookalike groups and stuff? So it's yeah, like, look like audiences. It's nuts. So like, it's not not only like we know your ideal customer looks like this. We have all these people that don't know you that we can market to. We've got all these people that are like a one connection away from you that would be interested in your product. And the idea that most people have no idea that they are the product. You know, I'm not, I'm I'm saying thing that's really old, but it's still like getting it's true and it's getting more true. The like the more time goes on, and most people still don't know that like Facebook alone, just Facebook, you're dealing with the most powerful marketing tool in the history of humanity is targeting you every time you open the app. And it's just like, you know, I want to sell T-shirts. Cool, man. You want to sell a message? Like you're you're Russia, you're China, and you want to radicalize or you're a political party and you want to do something? It's like, oh, we can speak directly to the people that can help your cause. Mm. As long as you've got the money for it, let's go. Jake Kerr, Bunbury Mayor, 2024. Here oh, we go. Dude. <laughs> dude, if we live that long. I'll, so I'll- are you going? Are you going for politics? No, nah, dude. It's it's like the question. I like. I just like. I want to. I want to grow old in Bunbury. You know. I want to have kids in Bunbury, and I want Bunbury to be the coolest possible place when my kids growing up. And the way to do that is just get involved. You know. I think it's a Brendan Sharp, uh, uh, Brian Callan quote. He says, you know, you got to get involved in politics, or politics will get involved with you. And it's true, man. Like I've kind of got myself to this point in in business where like. I can be involved in the community and it's not like outside of what I'm doing. And the byproduct of that is like, I've just had people suggest to me like, Hey man, you know, there's this council thing that exists and like, you'd probably be a, an effective, valuable person in that position. So I, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's, let's go for it. Let's see what it's all about. And I just got to a point where like I'd done enough of my own kind of due diligence and realized that I'm more valuable as a businessman than I am as a councilman in Bunbury for the time being. But I think like the question isn't, is I'm gonna? Am I gonna be involved with it? I just like want the best for Bunbury, you know. And if it means making cool events or making, you know, creating cool spaces or collaborating with cool people, and people come to that and they enjoy that, and it becomes like a thing that Bunbury's known for, like the skate group or whatever, we win. Doesn't matter who's on council. It's about having fun and like living somewhere that you want to live and being up. Like when I come up to Perth, like dude, I'll brag about how cool Bunbury is because I'm in the middle of doing cool shit in Bunbury. You know, it's so funny, dude, because you're 30 <laughs> yeah. and you're riding on this like. You're psyched about everything. Bro, I'm fucking dialed in right now. Yeah. I'm so I, it, dialed that in. That shit fades so hard, dude. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you get to like 35, yeah, but you're like, I can't be fucked. No, no, no. <laughs> I do get that. I think the big thing is though, like when I, when I turn 30, I, I always, because I had this friend who's like, oh man, I'm turning 30, I'm turning 30 when he's 29. And I was like 27 at the time. I'm like, this fucking old dude, you know, I'll, I'll never get there. And he was so scared to turn 30. And then when I turned 30, I had this like retrospective, like probably two months where you're like, you know, you're going to be 30, you're completely out of your 20s, you're an adult, you know, you can grow a beard and shit now, kind of. And when I like thought about it, I was like, I've done all the 20-year-old shit. Like I've made heaps of fuck-ups. I've collected heaps of data about who I am and what I'm doing and what I don't like doing and where I'm trying to go and what my goals are and that. And I was stoked to be 30. I know that like now, like I'm probably 
somewhere near the prime. Like everything works. I'm healthy. My body operates the way it's meant to. I'm part of a community. I do have all of this energy. I want to absolutely wring that dry before that happens. Before I'm 35 and I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to ride my push bike in the rain. I don't want to operate a skate crew. I don't want to go picking up rubbish and shit. I just want to do my my own thing right now. I'm running it like, I'm like on NOS at the moment. So I'm like, why not just use all that energy and try and do something that's positive and I can be, you know, pat on the back for rather than spending it. I was as well, man. I think that the hardest thing about getting older is that your motivation, I think this is universal. I think this is why people kind of settle down and you don't have like 60 year olds, like really pushing the fucking limits, Mm. but you notice it, dude, the motivation that I used to just rely on is not there like i need to like really foster it Mm. and like i need like positive reinforcement otherwise shit just disappears like at the moment i was saying i'm playing so much piano and i'm starting to get like okay yeah and i'm like i wonder when this is going to end like i'm not i'm not like yeah this is going to go somewhere i'm like i wonder when i'm going to be looking at that piano disappointed in myself because i don't know for four months i hear what you're saying i think and like this is the thing like i I look at my my dad who's 63 and i look at the things that i'm like scared of in his experience of being in his 60s and all that and you know you try and reverse engineer so i'm like how do i make sure that when i'm 60 i can touch my toes while i just touch my toes every day because the first day i'm like oh i know i got to do something about that and i think one thing that like I really focus on is like get that like you're kind of privileged to have a structure and a routine and like you know I know you're you're more of a like you've got a job so you kind of have to be at work sort of thing I guess but I feel we're in a position where you have to structure your life in a way that like if you just let go of the handles you crash you kind of have to build that structure in a way where it's like I don't want to wake up early in the morning I don't want to go through my routine and, and go through the you know, stretch and drink water and blah 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 but I'm privileged to have it because if I just keep doing that, I know there's certain things that are kept in check every day so that when I turn 40, I'm like, cool, I can still move. I can still do this. I'm still hydrated. I'm still checking in, doing all the bullshit. And I think the the thing of like routine and structure, especially when you're floating in space and you're like a, a sole trader making it work, it's like it's so easy to go like, this is the thing that is like shit about being here is I have to build a routine. I see it as like, man, I've got this opportunity to build this skeleton around my life that will make sure that when that when that motivation does die, I've got something to lean back on. You know, I know mm. I wake up at five. I know I drink my water by 5.30 X, Y, Z, you know, but also I'm fucking full of energy and 30. What do I know? Yeah, <laughs> you definitely are. Yeah. I um, I go to bed at three and I wake up at 9.30. Let's go. <laughs> I That's scroll on my phone. <laughs> I scroll on my phone for an hour and then I get anxiety when I'm out of things to look at. And then I slowly make my way up and feed my cat that's been meowing for an hour. And then I try not to play the PlayStation. And if I can get past that, then I get out the door Mm. and then I work. But then I just work until the work is done. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Like I just try not to set meetings and stuff in the morning. I would, I'm definitely way too hard on myself in that. Like I'm like, oh, you should have a, a routine you should have this and that but at the end of the day that is a routine it's just not for everyone dude it's like i think like in the situation that you're in it's like whatever if it works and you're making money like that's a really good starting place if it's servicing you like psychologically as well that's a great benefit i think the biggest thing is like if you're in that abyss i'm talking about and you're going to bed every night at three and waking up at nine and it's not serving you it's like then you need a bit more of a structure and routine but if you're like dude i'm fucking living me and my cat we're chilling we're all good it's like yeah cool that's the win mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it might be a 
it might be a tragedy. <laughs> I'm unsure at this point. I like your analogy of like taking your hands off the, the handlebars because I would just like imagine Scott literally just doing this yeah, yeah. down St. George's Terrace at all times. That's pretty much how I roll. But like, it's amazing how far you've you been going for like 20 years. It's like, amazing. Shit. Eyes closed, pedaling as fast as you can. How is this still happening? <laughs> I Lots of close calls. Of, I, think, I think there's part of you that's like, I want to see how long I can make this last. Dude, that's the only <laughs> thing I have. Interesting. Have you had any bites on your car? I've had nibbles. Yeah. A lot of fuckwits. Five to six times a day at least, some fuckhead hits that button. You know when you're on oh, Facebook Marketplace? Available? Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, if, you dude. Get a, if you get a high, is this available for a fucking, you know- $150,000 car. It's not happening. It's not a fucking legitimate reason. Oh, dude. I'm selling my Ranger at the moment for, you know, I've got it up for 12 and a half. If someone gave me 10, I'd be stoked. And I think I should have just stuck with like advertising it for 10 and a half and going for 10 rather than mm. 12 and a half because then you're just dealing with a different caliber of fucking loser. Hey? Mm-hmm. And like even the other day, he's probably going to listen to this now, but even the other day I um. Had a dude on the hook. He was keen. Yep, going to come 10 o'clock Saturday morning, rah, rah. So, arranged my whole day around him being there at 10. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. And uh, we got to 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, hey, man. Cheers, dude. Hey, man, just double checking that we're doing the thing. No response. Message him at 9.30. I'm just like, hey, dude, like, just so you know, I've kind of arranged my day around this. Just let me know. And he messages back and he's like, oh, what's your best offer? I'm like, you know, like, I'm not the one offering. Though. We're we're in the wrong part of the conversation to ask that question. Yeah, dude. come look at it first. Yeah, Cunt. and we've already organised the the viewing, you know, and like doing the righty. I've vacuumed it. I've put the angle slide in there, which is part of the deal he doesn't know about. I'm done everything, and it's like now you're going to hit me with like, what's your best offer? And like, you know, at that point, just like press a button and eject. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Doesn't fucking matter. Hundred percent. But yeah, so I, I ruined that because I, I told him what's up and now he's not interested in the car at all. I'm looking for all sorts of exits on the car. Like um, I saw some cars that I really liked, the other car that I really liked the other day and I was like, I wonder if they'll do a deal. So I fucking rang the dude, wasted 20 minutes of my life talking to some fuckhead in BMW in Sydney and they made me send through all these photos of the car and because I was trying to do a trade deal and um, they came back with a number and his number was $95,000. Changeover. Yeah. No, that's what he offered me for the car. Oh, right, right, right. I was like, how much is it worth? I've got it up for 145. Well, I'd be bro. I'd at, I've had a 115k offer from uh someone who will not be named but it's a wholesaler and I told them to go fuck themselves. Mm. Um they're not far off. Like I, I if I wanted to fire sale it, I'd fire sale it somewhere near that number. Somewhere near that number. Um, but to get 95 K, I literally laughed and he, and he's like, Oh, what do you want for it then? I was like, you know what I fucking want for it? Mm. I know you need to make money on this car. Yeah. Don't take the piss. So exactly. Yeah. If you come with a 115, 120 offer, I can see how you got there. At least if you look on car sales, the cheapest one of my year is like 130 K. So it's like, mm. cunt mm. where, where you're so far off. Dude, it's the meth test. If someone like really wants to sell it, that's oh, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what I do on Facebook Marketplace with musical instruments. Dude, I offered someone like, half I just what? offer them nothing. Yeah. I'm like, how much do you, and you, the caveat is you go, I'll come get it right now and I've got cash. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to what though? Gravel? Yeah, no, but it's like most people, you know, like if you really, if I really want to sell something, it doesn't matter how I get paid. Yeah. But mm. if I'm desperate for the meth. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just cash. always like those cards that come to me with, oh, mate, I've got fucking XYZ cash. I'm like, what did you intend to pay me with? Yeah. Horses, perhaps. Dude, you, you, they're testing you and you're <laughs> passing that test. I literally, I've taken photos of the money before. Sprawled <laughs> <laughs> yeah. out as well, me. like yeah, a drug yeah. dealer, you know, <laughs> hand in the photo. Yeah. This, looks, this looks pretty good, eh? This could be you. It's like $39. <laughs> <laughs> $39.50. <laughs> you need to take $37 for these power tools, you know? <laughs> Dude, I had a win. I had a big win this week. What? So I was working for this company, uh, like a client last year that was doing the NFT stuff. And. They were paying me really well, but then one of my invoices, they were like, look, we're a bit strapped for cash. Can we do 50% fiat, like cash, and 50% in stock, essentially, which True. was because they, they were launching a coin. Yep. Um, obviously, the ass fell out of NFTs completely, so this company obviously really struggled. And then I was owed just shy of 20 grand, and I was waiting for them to do their ICO, like their f- initial coin offering. Yep. But fortunately, and this is probably worthwhile for anyone that's in a similar position, when I got offered that, I was like, can you put that in writing for me? And they said, when we launch the coin, you will be paid out X amount of dollars. And I was like, great. Anyway, I had to keep an eye on it because I stopped working with them because they lost all of their funding and everything. Yep. And they finally, a year and a half later than they were meant to, they launched the coin. And I was like, okay, fortunately, I was like, I had Google notifications on because I couldn't get any answers from them. Yep. So, it launched and I was like, okay, it's launched. Can I get paid out? Because I was going to cash out straight away and get my money. Yeah. And they said, oh, we're going to give you 1% and then we're going to give you 25% every six months for the next two years. And I was like, that wasn't the deal. Is it 1% just because I have to give you something? Like I don't know. I think that their issue was that if they paid everyone out straight away that ha- that was was owed it, that they would all sell and then the company would go under. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, when's the next sale point? Because the, the ass fell out of this thing immediately mm. and um, they wouldn't get back to me. And then I just got a message from the other day going, hey, we paid you out in full. Um, we decided just to do it all at once. Yep. So, I checked my wallet, the coin wallet. And they'd paid me out the major- the rest of what I was owed at the price that it initially launched at. Right. So my twenty grand turned into three hundred US dollars. Oh wow! And I was like, I was expecting three hundred grand, yeah. and I was like, what the fuck are we doing no, here? Yeah. Three hundred <laughs> US dollars. Bro. And I was like, this is not okay. And then I was looking, so I I sat there and I collated all of the conversations, and then that email and the invoices and everything. And I was like, hey, guys, what's going on here? This is the this is what I was offered. The fact that you've done this is it's completely mm. it's got to be illegal. And they were like, no, nope, that was the deal that you were on. And I was like, I was given no information on anything. Here's an email of you stating that on launch, you're going to pay me out in full. Yep. And I said, if, you, if we can't figure this out, then I'm going to go to a, get a lawyer. And immediately, they just sent me an email address of their lawyer. And they were like, please fault further further all correspondence to this person. And I was wow. like, fuck. <laughs> and then I was getting nervous because I I don't exist in these worlds. And I was like, am I opening myself up to be countersued? Are they going to take – because, you know, they can't do that sort of stuff. And if they have tons more money than me, they can just litigate me until I'm like Broke. needle in my arm. Dude. And um, so I was starting to collate – a document that I could then go to a lawyer with. But it was also quite sketchy because it's like, 
how many lawyers are really up on crypto and if you go to like a crypto lawyer you know you're just going to get a dickhead that's just fleecing you anyway man you Spoke know what he a- smells like by the way that crypto lawyer he's got a, a an odor to him that is specific <laughs> to crypto lawyers yes yeah, Juven <laughs> <laughs> <Jupe and> dominoes. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, um I spoke to a lawyer friend of mine and he was like, You're gonna have to pay to to engage a lawyer. I was like, Are they not gonna take a percentage of the win or the loss or whatever yeah. it was? So it was starting to get a bit too hard basket. And then yesterday I get a message going, Hey, um, we paid you out in full to your bank account. Wow. In fiat. Yeah, because they realized I think they realized that they were from the documentation I'd given them, they were like, oh, we've we've yeah. kind of fucked ourselves here. Yeah. So, yeah, $19,000 that I wasn't expecting <laughs> came in lucky. and I was just like, it was good because I needed it so bad, dude. Like, I had, like, bills. I was like, oh, God. If they'd have just played it with a straight bat, though, and called your bluff, yeah, you probably would have gone away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have followed it up, but Yeah, not when you got that any... first bill from the lawyer and Ugh. it's like $390 for fucking 45 minutes, you're like, fuck, I can't sustain this. Dude, I've done other ones where I've got to get a lawyer, where I've gone into like partnerships and like shareholder agreements and stuff and paid like, you know, up to five grand mm. and just getting the negotiation right to get those forms signed. Mm. And then it's like- and then you lose money on that as well. And you're like, oh, okay, so suddenly I'm in the hole. Mm. It's not fun. It's crazy how much stuff exists that is just, you have to like, you know, it's no different to like you go to your barista for coffee and they only get, you know, $3.50 out of the money they're making out of the five. It's like lawyers are just in that thing of like, yeah, you don't know what the fuck is going on and you're going to pay a premium for us to figure it out for you. Oh, so many tax agents, man. Dude, I had this, man, I had like a really good day yesterday because I'm like, you know, I've been I've been bootstrapping for two years. I was I started in a caravan, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm every time I make $1,000, I spend 1000 You do have a gypsy mm. look about you. Right? <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, I'm going for a gypsy look. Do you like, do you like dogs? dogs? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I like caravans more. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's something about the mystique of living in a caravan. It does change you a bit, you know? You yeah, it makes have, you very celibate. <laughs> you get used to having fucking dirty feet all the time. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, though. But yeah, I'm, you know, I, I have these little wins and I'm like, oh, I finish a day with $1,000 in my account. I'm like, that's a fucking good day, you know? And I got my first proper bill, not tax bill, because I haven't made any money to have a tax bill yet. But I got my first bill from my accountant and I've had the same accountant for years and years and years. And, you you know, you just expect a particular experience from him. It's going to take ages. You're going to have to hit him up half a dozen times. And on that sixth time, he's still going to be like, yeah, no, no, I'll do it tomorrow, you know. So I went to a bloke that I used to make coffee for when Black Ink was a coffee van who was an accountant. And I've gone in there. I'm like, dude, you got to help me. My accountant just doesn't answer calls. He goes, yeah, yeah, bring it all over, bring it all over. And uh, I got my first bill from him yesterday, which was from two face-to-face meetings, three times on the phone with his assistant, and obviously lodging like last year's tax that we're catching up on. And it was a $1,300 bill, and he had taken $700 and something dollars off it. And I was like, man, $1,300 to me is like, when you end the day with $1,000 and that's mm. a good day, $1,300 is fucking crazy. But big businessman, you know, <laughs> $1,300 bill must be doing something, right? <laughs> You gotta spend That's money to make to money, think. baby. That's right, baby. <laughs> the best way to make money is to not spend money. <laughs> Look at the money you have. Oh, dude. It fucking tax sucks, man. I remember the first time like I got a proper job and I was like, finally, yes. And then I forgot that I had a hex debt. 
and oh, instead of a return, I had like a you owe five and a half thousand dollars, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ! What people don't know about hex is that they don't charge you <laughs> the hex until you make over oh, x amount of money. Yeah, yeah. And you think that when you make over x amount of money, then they're going to be like, oh, okay, we'll we'll take a small amount. Mm. I made like. I went from earning nothing to earning like 110 grand when I was like started first few years of the business when it started becoming profitable and they took all of it. <laughs> yeah, like 40 literally, grand or something. Literally all yeah. of it. What do you mean? And I was like- From your return? Like, no, well, like it's not when you're your own business, like there's no returns. It's an yeah. you owe. You owe. So you they were like, oh, you earned that much money? Oh, Here's wow. the bill. They yeah. just send you like an And invoice. I was like, yo, yeah. that money doesn't oh. exist. That money's yeah. theoretical. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pish. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's fucking for gays. It's fairy dust. What um, did you go to uni for? Oh, fuck, I did uh, two years of biomedical science, but that was um, Notre Dame, so I paid cash for that. Wow. Thanks, Dad. Um. But I got stabbed in the face. I've told a story on here. I think I got stabbed in the face with a glass and I got victims of crime compo. So really? that all went onto my fucking uni loan. Let's go. It sucked. And then the second one, I did two years of marketing at Murdoch and that was the hex. Interesting. Like, I think I only owed like maybe 16, 17 grand, I think for the yeah. two years. But when I left uni, I went straight into Perth IX, this data center business down here and I earned fucking good money as I was on commission and yeah. Stacking paper. What I didn't realize is you can elect to have Hex take it out of your paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does, you don't get that bill shock, but I didn't know. And then I made all this money and then got a bill for fucking six grand. I was like, man. Of course, I was living paycheck to paycheck. I was earning good money, but I was spending like a fucking. Yeah. I bought a brand new GSXR 600 that year. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. You make money, you buy Harleys. That's, that's how it works, right? Buy more toys, bro. Have you ever needed a fork truck? Personally, yes. <laughs> I have as well, and I've never known where to get one. But fortunately, our new sponsor, Perth Fork Trucks, which is family-owned and supporting local businesses with their forklift needs since the year 2000, since the turn of the millennium. Mate, they've seen it all. If you, like Scott and I, find yourself in a position where you have something to heavy pick up and you can't do it manually, you need a forklift, Please contact Jackson Moore at Perth Fork Trucks on www.perthforktrucks.com.au. They will have all of your forking requirements covered. Don't try and pick shit up. You'll just fuck your back and then it's over for you. You could have just hit up Perth Fork Trucks. Work safe. As Glenn Jakovich would say, spot the hazard, assess the risk, make the change. Perth Fork Trucks. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. We're good at these ad reads. This is fucking quality. (laughs) Dude, I, um, I don't know... I, school just never made sense to me. I, I like how people went to uni and like you know borrowed money from the government to do that and like actually did it as a fucking eighteen year old just going and learning every day. Even now, as a thirty year old, that seems so bloody alien to me. Hey, well the thing is, the learning is kind of like ancillary. You just go because you're like, I'm not ready for the real world yet. Mm. Maybe I'll get a degree. That's why everyone does business. Yeah, because yeah. it's like. Very broad. Yeah, it's the broadest <laughs> Economics. Thing. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. Like I've always said, if you want a specific skill, you want to be a lawyer, a doctor, an accountant, a fucking physiotherapist, you go to uni because there's a certain set of skills you need. But if you want to go and do marketing or you want to be a salesman, just go do it. Go live your life and yeah. work it out. Yeah, dude. I feel like um, 
the kind of the cool thing about Black Ink is I'd never really had like a specific thing that it has to be like Black Ink is a coffee van or a tea or whatever. It's just kind of like I now have an ABN and I, if I go make money, I can put it through this thing called a business. And like if you figure it out well enough and it pays for your rent and your fuel and your insurance is a bullshit, like that's life, you know. Mm-hmm. And through that, you go, oh, okay, I'm kind of good at marketing. I'm kind of good at communication. I'm good at these things. And then you talk to people who have gone to school for it who don't have the slightest fucking idea what like the real world application of these things are. And like, they're telling you theory and you're like, yeah, cool, man. Like, I understand what you're saying, but like, I literally have a physical product that I try and sell. I come up with a, a method of selling it and follow that through. And then that's marketing, right? Mm. So it's like, man. Or it's just create, you're just monetizing creativity. You know, the what, best thing. Sorry, you know what, sorry, you know what flagged with me was Colby on here talking about the process it takes for universities to include new data in their uh, curriculum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a four to five year process to get workbooks and textbooks updated because it has to go through that. So now you think about Instagram, TikTok, all of this shit's happened in like the last three years, the way yeah. that you sell via YouTube or yeah. that's all brand new. They're not included in those textbooks. And it's changing rapidly. Yeah. AI. It's week to week. And who's going who's gonna to be the tutor for that? Exactly. Just like a 16-year-old fuck Or a boy? 60-year-old man yeah. who doesn't know fucking oh, his exactly. ass from his elbow. Yeah. Exactly. Like even me. Like I'm fucking 41 years old and I'm like, I can't tell you a thing about TikTok or anything. Like well, I use the word algorithm as if I know what it means. <laughs> Bro, I can't spell algorithm. Let's go. <laughs> no, I think even because um, we had discussions at, at one point, I was real keen to do the posting for um, the pod on TikTok. And because I don't do it, I didn't have that that like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Authentic knowledge of what's going on. And even when I, you know, I said before, I don't really want to focus on TikTok because it does speak to the whole world. I feel like in a way, like it's kind of the same as like, if you're a, if you're a mechanic, you're a mechanic, right? But if you have only ever worked on Ford engines, it's like, yeah, I can, I can service a Holden engine, but like, if you really want a good performance, bring a Ford engine to me and I'll give you my expertise. And I feel like in the position that I'm in, I've tried to, my goal has been post three times a day, every day for the past two years on Instagram ask me a question about Instagram, you know? And the crazy thing is like these platforms, while they do seem just because everyone uses them and everyone has them and everyone does operationally kind of get how they work, they think, oh, you know, there's not really much depth to it. Dude, there is all the depth to just one app. And I know that because I see it change. I see how people do things in it. You know, this this takeaway coffee review thing that I'm doing at the moment, it's been the best thing for generating conversation within my brand. And I know that's the case because I see people face to face and the first thing they say is, I love the coffee reviews. Dude, the thing is that like Instagram is done. You reckon? It's I After just peeking my head into TikTok for like a week and a half, I was like, it's got to be like 100x, you reckon? As far as just people on it. And you say like, that's the whole world. It's only the same way that Instagram's the whole world. Yeah. Like more people are on TikTok daily and doing things. If you're not, like I'm not on it, on it, but like I see it and I, I kind of stop, I, I've tuned out on it. Instagram like, is Facebook shit. five years it ago. It exactly is, which means in five years, Instagram is going to be- Very true. Very a true. A messenger app. Yeah, <laughs> or a marketplace. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is the thing, like if you want to, if you want to talk about- Fuck, fill in the gap of like, because I feel like Facebook is just a place for like gen, you know, baby boomers to go like comment on Perth now. Like that's mm. genuinely what, generally what Facebook is. So I just look at it as like, if your market is in that app, like sure, if you're selling fucking fishing stuff, go to Facebook and sell mm. it. You know, mm. if you're selling t-shirts, for me at the moment, my my 
audience, or I guess that I've tested and that I know of and that I'm going to defend, obviously, exists on Instagram. And I know that the things that I do are effective on Instagram because I'm living. But at the same time, I guess if like, I don't know what the ideal product is for someone on TikTok, like a fidget spinner or a fucking- <laughs> The thing is, no, your, your market, because of your age and the way that you're engaging with people- it's right there in front of you and you're you're communicating with them, which yeah. is Instagram, right? Yeah. Their interests only align with yours right now. Yeah. So you need to bring in look at Street X, they did this really well. We had an engaged audience, and then that engaged audience drops off because they're like moving on with their life. They've got yeah. other things they're interested in. Unless you're constantly refilling that market with the new people that are coming in. You can only hit that spectrum and people come in. You might still get a little bit of business from these people that have yeah. moved on. It's like you're making hay while the sun shines, but you also need to figure out a way to like the grow hay when it's dark. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, this goes and back that's to like- hydroponics, which Josh knows all about. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I think that, um, yeah. Go, go Horticulturalist. Back. That was the other thing he studied off book. <laughs> Indoor horticulture. <laughs> uh, tomatoes were good that season, yeah, boys. I was, I, it's funny because, like, I because I have like I'm not going to say obsessed, but because I very intimately looked at all of the podcasts while creating all these clips. It's funny as you say shit. It's like trying to reference like I do know this story. Where does it start and stop, though? You know. <laughs> yeah, it must be weird for you, dude. Because- I know how you guys talk. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you've got a real good rhythm. You're bang, 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 bang. Scott goes, talk, pause. Talk, pause. It's infuriating, surely. How does no one (laughs) get upset at that? I listen because I have to edit it and I'm like, how the fuck do people (laughs) exist around me? Bro, it's funny. I When we used to hang out, just you and I drinking beers in your balcony, I just knew that when you started on something, just let him go until yeah, he yeah, tapers yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I've said it before, I think, but I like the way that I talk is I will paint a picture and you're not going to know what the picture <laughs> is until the end. <laughs> it's a sailboat. Yeah. You know, when someone, have you ever seen those things of the people painting yeah. and you're looking yeah. at it going, what is it? And then at the end, they turn <laughs> it upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the big reveal. Ta-da! <laughs> but yeah, it must be strange for you having listened to so many of these and knowing us quite intimately almost, but I, we just met today. Yeah, dude. It's a weird. And I think the thing that makes this like manageable for me is because I have a podcast and I'll admit on a lot lower scale, like it does speak to the people of Bunbury. I've got 200 subscribers on, on YouTube, but I know what it's like when people come up to you and they're talking to you. Like I had it this morning in, a, in, in, in one of the cafes in Bunbury. Like someone started talking to me. I'm like, I don't fucking know you, dude. Yeah, but they know you. They know you so well. You know, like they, they, know, they know I've been on OnlyFans and I've done this and that. And it's just like, fuck, I've got a real exposure to that. So You've I'm been just, on OnlyFans, bro? Bro, I had a fucking- <laughs> I'm so glad he brought it up because I was going to ask, but I didn't know when. <laughs> Let's go. Dude. I would have asked that immediately. Like, Today we have Jake, OnlyFans. Dude, I wanted to get an OnlyFans girl on here just to like pick her brain. So- We've got the closest thing. Bro, let's go. <laughs> Talk it's, to me. Yeah, so it was um, it was in a really interesting stage. What? So <laughs> money guess, money was tight. <laughs> <laughs> no, like um, yeah, it was in a situation where money wasn't tight, but it was it was one of those conversations where I can either drive trucks or I can take dick pics. Mm. Like pick one. Which one's easier? Which one's easier Sick. for you? One you wake up at three o'clock in the morning, and one of them you just like wake up with a hard on and take a picture of it. You know. So I had a friend who. 
Uh, he's got like quarter of a million followers. He's had OnlyFans, Fansly, all of the platforms that you make money on, you know, content. And he was a, you know, straight dude, married, kids, and exclusively made solo content for gay dudes, right? And it's like 99% gay dudes, 1%, you know, freak females, yeah, right? Yeah. And forever, he's like, dude, tattooed, hair, tall, like hopefully got a piece and you get into <laughs> it. And I'm like, you know, always like, you know, I'm, no, it's not my sort of thing. Like I, I like the dark arts, but not that dark, you know? <laughs> so I um, I always push it off, push it off, push it off. And then we got in the situation where Black Ink originally was a coffee van for like four years. Uh, I sold the van, kept the name, and then started driving road trains and just got into this thing where I'm like, well, I've got to do anything I can do to stop driving road trains because I'm away from my missus. You know, four, four and four kills you. It's drive in, drive out, so you're at home every night, but you're never fucking awake. You're never asleep. So I was like, right, we're going we're gonna to save up all this money, buy a caravan and a car, and we're just going to go traveling. Did that, saved up all the money, got the caravan and car. The day we left was the day that COVID lockdowns happened. Shit. So I kind of already had this happening in the background, building a bit of a building a bit of a thing. But it was like when I made that decision to start saving money and get the caravan and that, that's when this was like, oh, I, I can create like an income stream on the side, you know? And I've always had like a thing in the back of my mind where it's like, if you can get paid to do fuck all, do it, at least get the, you know, get the experience of it and say, you know, I've done it. So I just fucking went for it you know i like hit him up i was like right what's the best way to do it he goes sweet make a different instagram account you build the thing get a bit of content behind you as soon as you're ready to launch i'll promote you on my page we'll get you a thousand followers that'll be a good start off you go and basically it went like that i just made like so a thousand followers what on your instagram or on your OnlyFans? no on um instagram yeah so I uh, and like you still check it out. I'm not going to put the handle up, but you know it's it's still up. And guys, like, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> at the bottom of the screen, click the link. <laughs> but yeah, I got um. So I I made like half a dozen videos and like oh, like we'll cut the shit. It's like you know you jerking off on camera. You know what I mean? And basically full face and everything. Fuck, dude, I'm covered in tattoos. It doesn't matter if your yeah. face is in there anyway. You no, because I mean? your face is like, you don't know what, I have no idea what I look like when I come. <laughs> it's probably not good. <laughs> I, know, I know my face too well when I come. <laughs> Fuck, putting together reels for this podcast when you've been like, imagine fucking putting together that, that reel. Do you put captions? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, it spells a bunch of different ways, eh? <laughs> But um, yeah, so like euphoric I, groom. <laughs> wearing 2018 glasses, menacing anticipation, <laughs> and then with the parentheses comes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I did that. I made my half a dozen videos, made my OnlyFans, and like did all the bullshit because you got like it, it's full on. It's like cover photo, caption, and like at the end of the day, you're like it's a product that you're selling. You know, this is marketing 101. This is creating content 101. It's like, this is the kind of the the bare essentials of what that is. Because I feel like it's a bit fluffed up with like, you know, brands and whatever you're trying to do on Instagram. It's like, it needs more dick. <laughs> bro. And then you've got like, you've got your content that lives on OnlyFans, which is actually kind of easy. Because as long as it's in it and you're doing the thing, it's a clip, you know. And the more kind of uh, amateur it appears, the more valuable it is. Because the thing about OnlyFans is like you got to think there's a guy's looking at this. Now, if I'm a guy on OnlyFans and say I'm looking at – I'm going to pay for a chick subscription, it's because I'm paying for like a personal connection with this person. Like I can get high-def pussy whenever, but it's like a grainy photo of a chick that I went to school with is worth so much more than high-def pussy. So with that in mind, you can create amateur content 
And it's of a nature where it's like, that's more valuable, right? So that content's really easy. Now you've got Instagram where you kind of want the high def shit with everything but pole. You know what I mean? Like you want to be right there because you're going up against the gayest dudes in the world. (laughs) So when you're doing it, you're fully aware that you're pitching to a gay audience because yeah, chicks yeah, yeah. aren't like generally chicks aren't that interested in dude. Dicks, I think so. it was like two chicks that ever subscribed to my shit, and like that did like it's like your mom and your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both mom. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, so you you are very aware that like that, and like this is the thing, like the the, the, the getting them on OnlyFans is kind of like the win. You've got them there, dude. Some of the conversations and like the the whole process between like them following you and then subscribing it's like it's a full-time job you know what i mean like you're you're having a relationship with each of these people and at the end of the day they're dudes and we're dudes you know what i mean like you know some of the messages you've sent at three in the morning it's like these dudes do that's other dudes and now you're the other dude oh you know do you have to play back as if you are gay bro okay so that's a great question the you know like the hot chicken class that you can't get is the chick that you want a straight dude who's in a relationship is and making this shit is the shit they're the dudes that gay guys want mm. and i'm not saying this because i know gay dudes i'm saying it because they fucking paid me for it right so like become you're like this thing that's on the other side of the hill and they can see it but they just can't get up the hill so it's like some like most of the time you I'm would like, never get this <laughs> <laughs> i have a chill <laughs> but dude it's like some of them, and like also, you, you know, you look at the person you're talking to and you figure out what that conversation needs to be because some of them are like, I know I'll never get this. And you're like, dude, fuck you. You know, they'll send you something not like, oh, I hope you had a nice sleep and then you just send back a picture like pulling the finger at them, you know, and they love it. And like, dude, the OnlyFans part is cool. The, the, the side hustle, you know, like I had a dude that would get off when he would give me his ComBank pull cash out of the wall thing. So he'd hit you up and be like, bro, do you want some money? Like, yeah, man. He goes, how much do you want? And this is always a hard question to answer because like, you don't want to undershoot and not get it, but you don't want to go like a thousand bucks and you go like, fuck you, you know? So you'd be like, oh, I'm going to go buy some new shoes and go out for lunch. I need like 300 bucks. And you're on a fucking timer. I'm guessing that what's happening is he's saying that and he's jacking off. You got to get to the ATM before he comes. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh! So you would like, as soon as that he messages you, you'd be like closest Commonwealth ATM, right? And then he would send you the fucking pin. Like he'd send you a thing like, oh, you're close. To- yeah, I'm close to this one. He goes, sweet, here's a number. You got 15 minutes to go get that money. And dude, like the amount of times I pulled money out of the wall. Bro, just- who jacks off for 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like the the side hustle of this shit is crazy because like some dudes, they're just cool with like your OnlyFans subscription. And like then don't forget, once you those subscribe, you got to keep them there. Mm. And like once I've seen your dick once- it's like you've got to be pretty impressive with your dick the second time and the third time and the 30th time. So you've got you've got one concern, which is getting new people to sign up. You've got the second concern, not as important, but important as keeping them there, right? And then the third concern is like seeing to all these other things like, oh, can you wear socks for a week straight and then send them to me? Can you wear, can you go buy a brand new pair of skins and wear them for a training session and then send them to me? That's where the fucking fruit is, right? Because then OnlyFans takes 20% right? So you've got to have a reasonable cost to get it. Because if it's like $5, you're like, I'm getting $4 every time someone signs up to show my dick and balls. You know, like that's pretty crazy. It's a pretty like, good deal. <laughs> <laughs> One day I might want to run for council and I'm giving it up for $5 a subscription, mm. right? So then you go, cool, my subscription is this amount. OnlyFans is going to take that amount. 
So then you start working out the maths. You're like, cool, I need to get X amount of people signed up per month because you know you've, we've all got a number in our mind to make it justifiable. Like, yeah, I would do this if I was making 20 grand a month or if I was making two grand a month. You figure out what that number is, you reverse engineer it. You're cool, I need all this. Then you get someone come along and be like, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you do X, Y, Z. And all of a sudden that number doesn't become important. You go, fuck, all right. Yeah, let me go buy some skins and get a jar of Vegemite and <laughs> see what happens, you know? <laughs> so, how many subs- – you don't do it anymore? No. How many subscribers did you get up to? I never got anything up. I didn't ever get up to anything that was substantial. Like, I didn't ever have like thousands and thousands. I think at one point I had like in the like 400 to 500 subscribers range. Uh, what, like five bucks a month? At, I think I was like $9.99 or $14.99 or something. It was like either 10 or 15 bucks. That's sick. And were you, when you were doing the videos, were they in-app purchases or were they just like on, if that's what you got? No, dude, I did old school. I used to give everyone everything. Because now it's pay-per-view shit. So, you can have your discography of like, you know, just normal nudes or whatever. And then you can have pay-per-view videos. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, if, if I was to go back now, it's like- but it's like with anything, man. It's just it's simply a business at the end of the day. The product is the, what the product is and the audience is what it is. You just have to understand like, right, you're dealing with people who are in kind of like almost their lowest moment of the day or the week or however often they fucking do that sort of thing. And you're speaking to them in that language, you know? So it's yeah, like- Yeah, it's psychologically damaging, dude, because I, I have a friend that did it, a girl, and um, she- one night bombarded me with dick pics and it was it's insane so Terrifying. fucking hardcore dude because i'd only really seen dicks in porn mm-hmm. oh real dicks are bad dude, dude. they're so <laughs> fucking weird like yeah. they're so red dude like this is, <laughs> it's nuts people with their flash on and i was like yo don't I, like i can't uns- like i can't unsee that yeah and she was like, this is the worst part of OnlyFans. Weird bends. And- Dude, there's be- there's <laughs> fucking bananas. There's just all types of shit. And I was like, yeah, it's hectic. So did, did you get just like a fucking inbox full it's of insane. dick pics? Yeah. Were Dude. you doing like rate, I'll rate your dick pic? And nah, stuff? I was out of it before that kind of became fashionable. I would have done it though. Like it's at the end of the day, like I'm just, I'm, like I said before, I got an ABN, I'm making money, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I'm not- you know, I'm not fucking adverse to doing something because there's a stigma around it. It's like, dude, I didn't think I was ever going to run for council. It's like, well, it's got an attraction to it now, so I guess I'll see what it's about, you know? Were people trying to get you to do extreme shit? Yeah. A round trip first class to Miami was a was a fairly regular offer, you know? So some of the shit that came with this, you're like, fuck, I can see how you end up putting stuff in your ass because first class is hell good. Yeah, you know? but when you get there, what you got to do? You got to do some shit, you know? You got to do some shit, sure, that's fine, you know? But um, again, if like if you're if you're playing the game and, and that's what happens, you got to play the game. But yeah, I just, um, yeah, what was the question? <laughs> you could have been one of those girls that go to Dubai and get shit on. Toilet girls. Yeah. yeah. What is that, vitamin water girls or whatever? Yeah, 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 Tony told us last night it's called yachting. Oh, really? Yeah, Yacht Girls. Fuck yeah. Young and Coming Home Tonight is the acronym that I discovered, but um, yachting is basically like where you got like Z to D celebrities who just oh, basically yeah, yeah. go. And there's a interesting um, thing. It's like 183 Apparel Tony sent us through last night where essentially it's an Instagram that looks on the outside like a clothing label. Oh, yeah. But it's essentially just a menu of yachties. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. Dubai dudes go in and be like, I'll have that one today. Man. I want to be one of them Dubai dudes though. I know. I want to be the dude, not the, not the yachty. Give me that oil money, boy. <laughs> yeah, that comes with some creepiness. 
It definitely comes with some creepiness. Did you put stuff in your butt? No. Not even in my personal life. I was listening to that Rory. <laughs> Rory. And Rory's like, bro, yeah. put both hands in there. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Do we have any more beers, by the way? There's one more. You can have it. I put it here. Like, no, I put, it's down here by my yeah. fleet. Yeah, the, um, the OnlyFans thing was kind of cool because as I made the money, I was then investing it into um, EFTs, into FANG, which was during COVID, did really fucking well. And then it's funny, you know, like I kind of – when we're in the caravan, I ran out of half of that money I was talking about. And I was like, I either got to go back to work or get into business. So I just like YouTube, like how to make money online. I started a drop shipping business selling um, battery operated fish finders. And then I like realized through the process of like learning how to drop ship, it's like graphic design, making a website, fulfilling orders. Da, da, da. I was like, oh, cool. I've actually got this cool thing in the background that I'm passionate about, which is black ink. And now I've got all this skill set I can apply to it. I was like, one day once I made that decision, I was like, cool. Stop doing dick pics, start doing black ink flat out and just forget about the fish finders. Still have like 80 fish finders in my fucking shed at the moment. But, you know, them's a how, how much money do you think that you made off off of OnlyFans? Bro. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Give me a ballpark. I don't know because it's like I was living off. Surely there was a tax return. I don't want to, no comment. <laughs> Fuck the ATM. That was one of those things where I was like, surely I'll never get caught if it goes. Because the thing is like, on oh, no, OnlyFans does pay into your account. Yeah, it's all very traceable now. I think about it. I was like paying it to my NAB account, which went into my NAB trade account, which I then bought. But yeah, I paid tax on the on the shares when I sold them. I like paid tax on the money I made off the shares. Yeah. Because then, yeah, piece by piece, as Black Ink started to grow and I ran out of my money, I was like selling the shares to like keep everything afloat. Tax department's not listening, bro. Mm. No, not at all. <laughs> bro, everything's I fucking listening. hope not. <laughs> Tax department goes, right, he made 19 grand yesterday yeah. <laughs> and the gay porn guy he made. Like, <laughs> but no, tens of thousands. It's, it's a tens of thousands. Tens of range. thousands. Yeah, How yeah. long did you do it for? Not very long. Under a year. I'm going to go home. Bro. I'll see you guys Dude, it's. <laughs> I just feel like every time I jerk off is wasted money. <laughs> Man. It's well, this is the thing. After a certain amount of time, like you start going, like you start going, like, well, that's the value part, right? So instead of it just being like, for whatever reason, a guy does jack off, it, it, that actually goes out the window. You're like, okay, so it's going to be at this time, she's going to be out of the house because I was with my missus the whole time. Did she know? Yeah, yeah, super supportive. Like, I'm not going to say it's she's like standing behind the camera. Great, babe. You're yeah. looking good. <laughs> Speed bit, it up a little. Get a bit lower, though. Yeah. Need the light. And- <laughs> But um, yeah, you know, so you go like, oh, she's going to be out at this time tomorrow and so I'll do this then. And it's like, it's such a, you'd like got a different relationship with that personal side of yourself. And then, you know, every now and then you'd be just having a wank for you and you're like, yeah, it's a fucking special one. Yeah. <laughs> like this one's just for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like stroking the hair. It's like, no, you are beautiful. <laughs> you don't need them to tell you that. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. It's, um, the, but the big thing was like, I, I put it a hundred percent down to that friend. Because if if I didn't have him putting me on blast from the start, I'm just a dude making jerk-off videos, hopefully for gay guys to find me. But it's like I went automatically onto his billboard. Hey, he, we went on a holiday together that was paid for by his, his shit, you know? Because, I mean, he's still doing it. He's been doing it for years and years. And, uh, yeah, I was just kind of in the background of that. And, like, we knew this was kind of happening in the, in the meantime. And then, like, two weeks later, I went live and he's like, by the way, my friend who was uh, fucking on holiday with me, he's got an OnlyFans account and just took off that's crazy i had a um a friend a a designer friend then one of his mates hit him up and was like hey can you edit video Mm. and what he'd done this is the creepy side of it 
is he'd started an OnlyFans for him. And then he just hit up girls that had OnlyFans in his local area and was like, mm. do you want to make shoot some content together? Yeah. So, he just got to fuck hot girls. <laughs> Interesting. And then they'd, they'd split the profits and whatnot. Yeah, right. But in reality, the dude was just like, yeah. It's crazy now, you know, um, like the back end of OnlyFans business is crazy. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what that dude was doing that we can't mention on the podcast. Otherwise, it gets fucking taken down. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's his game where it's like you essentially like- Who's this? Andrew 8. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, he sees a hot chick walking past and he's like, hey, you know, if you had OnlyFans, you can make hella money. And all they have to do is rock up. He controls all of the content. He controls all of the posting. He controls all of the conversations, everything. And all she gets at the end of the day is 50%. You know, so he's still making wild profit. Because she doesn't need to do anything. Right. So he provides all of the interaction. He provides all of the sets, all of the- He's a digital te- pimp. Yeah, digital pimp, which is awesome. You know, it's like it's it's no different to, you know, seeing someone with a, you know, with a competitive skill or whatever it might be. And it's like, I know how to bring this to market mm. and get my commission. Mm. It's like the only difference is it's- Porn. It's porn. Uh, it's again, though, man, it's that thing where it's like everything comes down to like monetization. Mm. And with that, we were talking before about the AI stuff. It's like if that all peaks out at everything and capitalism isn't, isn't our like the the carrot, then what are we going to do? Mm. What are you going to do? It's just like money doesn't really matter anymore. What is going to be the um, social status divider? Mm. I think unfortunately though, like one thing money has done is it's made it very easy to not worry about what you'd like doing. You know, like I feel like- it's now just a general thing that as part of being a human, you have to figure out a way, obviously it is, to make money, to live. Yeah. Well, right? the first question, right? It's like, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. And how much is that worth? So, I can immediately say, oh, you know, I'm a, I wash cars in a car yard. You're like, oh, I'm not going to fucking get along with you because we're different tax brackets. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's then, you know, you talk to someone like, oh, I'm, a, I'm in this industry and I do this and I drive that. It's like, oh, ears prick up. And it's like an immediate understanding of like, right, that's where you're at in life. But- you know, you ask a question like, okay, perfect world scenario. AI does everything. What do you do? I'm doing wheelies, bro. Like, I love doing wheelies. I know I love doing that. I'd try and get better at piano. Like, I, I have hobbies that I know I like doing. But, like, there's this thing that exists that's money that's been around for long enough where it's like, my dependency is on making money. If I can make a lot of money, I get the chicks, I get the house, I get the cars. I don't give a fuck about anything else except making money. And, like, mm. now that's like a general personality type. And it's like, fuck, man. What do you do on the weekends, though? Yeah. And the thing is, we've been, like- psyoped into that since the beginning of time right like but i think that's the the purpose they were like oh the easiest purpose we can have is that if you don't make money you're gonna die mm, be valuable yeah so now it's like what are we gonna do i did see a gross attack on the rich men the other day that i um wanted to raise with you both mm. on perth now they were reporting on um al pacino my dear Tony Montana, having Man. a child at like 390 years old. Dude, Let's props. Go. The fact he's still shooting anything other than dust is amazing to awesome, me. Awesome, hey. The fact that he managed to conceive a child, if you ever listen to this, Check him when he comes, he goes, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but there was an opinion piece from a female journalist going, these men need to stop. Having children, Al Pacino and who is the other one, Robert De Niro, having children so late. These kids are going to grow up and not have anyone to kick the football with. First newsflash, my dad didn't kick shit with me because he was fucking working. You know what Al Pacino doesn't have to do ever again? Fucking work. Dude, dude. And on the same hand, people are doing, there's that whole movement of like Nepo babies and everything. That's the new thing. It's like, oh, you were just born to someone rich, like- 
now you didn't do anything. It's like, yeah, God you bless. won the fucking lottery. But the thing that twigged me was imagine if someone, a man journalist, had written an opinion piece about older females having babies and saying they should fucking stop because they might have Down syndrome or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How fucking atrociously rude. Yeah. Get and in your own fucking lane. Also, I think like a lot of like the, the people in my life that have the most amount of problem with like being actual fucking people and like being part of a – uh, society that like everyone kind of leans on each other, which is a good thing. The, the most common thing is that they don't have father figures, you know? And it's like, you want to talk about, oh, they're not going to grow up without a dad. Yeah, they're going to have fucking millions of dollars instead. You want to talk about a real problem, talk about building like real families again, like having real values where people are like, yeah, I fought with my chick yesterday. You know what we did? We fucking figured it out. And we're going to keep figuring it out so that when we have a kid, we know how to deal with those situations, you know? And it's like, we've got now this this fucking idea that it's like, you know, people have a big blue and they're like, yeah, no, we broke up. We just weren't seeing different ways. It's like, yeah, you got a fucking kid and a whole life together. And like this one thing happened and Al Pacino wasn't allowed to fucking have a kid. It's like, dude. Dude, what is the difference between Al Pacino dying early and fucking Jimmy and Becky fucking splitting up and the dad not having a relationship with the son? There's no difference to the, well, not no difference to the impact of the child, but this child over here with Al Pacino is going to be rich as fuck and his dad's going to be dead, but he's going to be able to watch all of his work, yeah. know exactly who he was, what he did, the contribution that he made. Whereas old mate Becky and Jimmy over here just have a fucking kid that is now lost in the wilderness because their fucking parents hate each other. There's no... Stop judging, motherfuckers. Imagine just being a, being a celebrity and knowing that everything that you do is just going to be content. Yeah. Like when that story came out, that chick was just like, thank God I've got something to write this week. You know, like I was going like- to say, if she didn't write that, what was number two on the list? Yeah, no mm. shit. What was the other thing she was going to write about? Because it's like, we go back to me. It was definitely pictures. me saying, oh, yeah, <laughs> again. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, it goes back to that me making clips. Like, I'm, you know, when I when I heard you say, that, I'm like, oh my God, this is an easy one. He gave <laughs> yeah. it to me. He, gave, he put it on a silver platter, you know? So then you think about it. It's going to be the end of me. <laughs> Dude, I told you the thing that will do you, that you're going to get cancelled for, you done it ages ago. Yeah, I don't I don't Started know. With, Fuck mm-hmm. you, Scott Miller. Yeah. Fuck you. It's the world. <laughs> Again, there's a button. Delete. Delete all. Um, how what's uh, our time currently? One twenty-one. Oh, we can sweet. wrap this shit up. Yeah, I'm I'm busting for a piss. So, um, man, this has been time. a pleasure. It's been very fun. Thanks for having me on. You know, I um I'm, I'm pretty sure I told you this, but yeah, Jordi on. Yes, Jordi Jan. Um, oh, mode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, also from Bunbury, and um, when he was on. Like, I instantly, I was like, this is fucking cool. Like, these guys seem like me, but just a, a bit further down the track. And, you know, you've got cool, th- have had cool things and continue to have cool things happen. And I, like, put it up on my vision board. Like, number 17 or number 19, it was going to be Jake Karen the Club Good Podcast. No shit. Bro, yeah, 100%. Like, screenshot of the thing, took Jordan's name out, put my name in. And it's like, on the drive to Perth today, I was like, fuck, man. Like, I'm I'm actually doing today. <laughs> dude, that's, <laughs> dude, that's amazing. Like, that's actually like a that's super nice to hear. crazy thing. Yeah, the other one was that those kids posted us yesterday. Oh, yeah. They started, and they started their own a pod. Oh, their own pod. Yeah, yeah that's fucking cool. Yeah, right? that's so cool. That's It's nuts. Like, it's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts to me. Man. It's, it's always been nuts to me that people even listen. So. I know. Uh, I know. And like, again, to a lesser extent, I know what you're saying because I am in the mm. podcast game, so to speak. I said this to Josh before uh, you came in, like, 
you know, you have this backwards and forwards in your mind, like, should I be doing this? Is my opinion that important? Are people actually listening? Like, you guys make me feel normal. You make me feel fucking normal. And, like, I feel like I'm in a world of abnormality. It's like there is still some reason. There is still some, like, critical thinking. And it's like it is okay to be a man with an opinion doing shit and, like, shooting from the hip and having fun. So I think, like, it's fucking essential what you guys do for people who are, like, still in the real world and still trying to have real-world experiences. No, so that's sick, dude. We had, I got a, we got quite a few messages. I got a couple on my personal. Um, yeah, same. From people being like, please don't stop. Never. Yeah. And I was like, <clears throat> subscribe to the fucking Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Just send the Patreon link. There you go. Speaking of which, I'll give a couple quick shout-outs. Dave Jonker bought some merch I saw the other day and spent big. So thank you, Dave. And um, my dear friend, John Cassioni from Evolve Motorsport also joined Patreon the other day. Uh, so thank you, John. I saw him the other day. Um, so thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah, guys, you. get on board. I think yeah, buying merch and joining the Patreon is the oh, best thing the party? you can do for us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was thinking about it before. We'll do it. We'll do it. And we'll probably do it uh, in the new financial year. So sometime in July, we'll just hire out down here. No fanfare, no nothing. Just come drink piss. Dude, the podcast okay. in, in the podcast, in the, I understand in theory Fuck that. There are people who just want to like have conversation. I'm pretty yeah. sure they just like, you know, the, the real life experience of like. Let's just get, have a few drinks, meet some people. If it all goes to shit, it's fine. We can leave. But we'll do it. We'll do it in July. You're coming. I'll organize it. You don't have to do shit. We'll make it go. happen. <laughs> On that note, thank you, Jake. Thank you, Scott. Uh, just, you want to plug some stuff before you bounce? Dude, check out my Instagram. It's black ink with an X instead of an A. Black dot ink. Oh, it's, it's such a head fuck of a name. Every time I do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put Do it down this, the bottom. Yeah. Link, oh, shit. Check me out right there, all right? <laughs> Thanks, boys. Thank you. Oh, man, and thank you so much. Like, it's mental. You do all the clips for oh, us. Yes, it's, it's a full thing. So we really appreciate it. And I'm, I'm stoked that we made this happen. Fuck yeah. Thank you. Peace. Peace.